You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, happy Friday, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 29th. Where did September go? Episode 3275 brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Happy International Podcast Day, everyone. International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. That's right. And, you know, we were uh, we were around long before International Podcast Day started, so I think we've celebrated everyone with them. And we're kind of ending our, you know, share the love, tell, you know, tell your friends month here about podcasting. And we appreciate everybody that's posted. I know I've seen probably hundreds of them now. And I know you guys have been out sharing the love about uh, Horses in the Morning, and we really appreciate that. And to kind of end this month that we've been doing to celebrate podcasting, we're going to bring on two more of the podcasts from the Horse Radio Network. Jamie is preparing for a two-week clinic. She's going to talk to us about how she's doing that. And I take a look at the horses used in Game of Thrones. I went down a rabbit hole. And (laughs) and I'm going to tell you, I have a quote, I have a little uh, piece of audio from Amelia Clark, who, by the way, is the most adorable thing ever. Um, I love how you're like literally 10 years behind everybody. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. But I got down the rabbit hole about the horses and how many of them are real and CGI. And we'll talk about that a little later on. Uh, But, you know, yesterday, speaking of International Podcast Day, I've done a bunch of interviews here in the last couple of weeks. But yesterday I did one on a pretty big show that's about business. And he usually interviews executives and CEOs of major Fortune 500 companies, ones you've heard of. Uh, and I was like, why are you going to interview me? Uh, so just because I was, I'm an old timer in podcasting, I think. But the thing he seemed the most amazed by, and it is amazing when you think about it. He, he asked me two or three times on and off air about, he said, you've really been with the same host for almost 14 years and done 3000 episodes. And I said, yeah. And he said, do you know how unheard of that is? You know, and he used to have something to do with radio, I think. And he said, that's even unheard of in radio. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, it really made me think that we really, and then he asked me, he said, why do you think it's worked with Jamie for all this time? Which was an interesting question. I don't think too many people have asked me before. And I said, well, you know, I just think we like each other and we get along. But also, she was trained in radio. I was trained in improv theater. We're both kind of good at the storytelling thing. And we're we're professionals at dealing with improv and each other. We just understand how it works. And I think that made a world of difference in the beginning. And then it was just off and running from there. That's interesting because, I, I mean, there's in the 12 years of radio that I did, there were people that I instantly could work with and instantly could not. And it's a weird thing. Like I remember there was one guy 
who was a sub that would come in maybe like once or twice a well, sometimes a week uh, for, because my partner, uh, when I did afternoons on Q100 in Atlanta, was also the program director. So he'd have to be gone a lot. So this guy would come in and this was back when you had to play and nobody else did this, just this radio station CDs. And so you'd have to pull like your hour of CDs and you would pull the hour of CDs and you'd lay them out in front of you. And you would, as it was time, you would slide the next CD in and it would transfer over. And then you'd pull the last one out and then slide that one. in. so it was like two discs. Were they all like single song CDs? Yes. Okay. Yes. And there was like a wall of CDs behind us. Like, it's just crazy. But this guy would not pull the CDs until he had five seconds of the song <laughs> remaining and then would freak out running around the studio, plopping on the wall, like looking up and down, blah, 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 and just grab the CD and push it in at the last second. And you would think that he would do that once a shift. It was every song. Oh, my God. Every, and I was like, I Maybe can't. Maybe you like the stress. <laughs> I can't work like this. And apparently he was like an old time, big time DJ up in New York. And like they were like, he was kind of on the way out. But this was his thing. He just did fill in work. Oh, my God. I was like, I can't work with him. It's causing me so much anxiety and stress. And then there was another guy that came in and was like, oh, my God, you're the cheesiest human on the planet. And then you'd have somebody come in that would sit down and be like, Okay, cool. Like we could just like, you know, so I don't know what the, what the magic formula is. It's just whether you get along with somebody or not. And you and I were both professionals and we've always gotten, but as far as like why it works, you just instantly work with somebody or you don't. I agree with you. And you know, right away. Probably the first show you do with them, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I did. And you work with a whole bunch of different people. And I don't know if, like, I mean, you cheat on me all the time. Like, <laughs> and I don't feel 100% okay about it. But, like, <laughs> clearly I'm your favorite. As long as I'm your favorite work wife, we're okay. Well, you're the only one that I've done 33,000 episodes with. So is that, yeah. if that's any consolation. You know, there it's the same go. way when in acting, though. You know, when we had the acting company, my jester's a good example. The first time the two I played the king, he you know Jester and King, they're supposed to they do a lot of stage stuff together in a show like that, and it we just clicked from the first time, and we did 450 shows together after that, and we would just know you just knew when the other person was going to talk, you and it was all improv, uh, you just knew what was going to come out of their mouth next, and part of that comes from working for, with each other for a long time, but it's also kind of instinctive, and it's what you said, it's just. They're just some people it works with. And I guess that's yeah. like friendships too, right? There's friendships that work and some that don't. Yeah, people yeah. can stay friends for you know a long time and some you like need to get them out of your life. So, well, I'm going to keep you around for a little while longer. Okay. So, Well, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm going to keep you too. You know, the one thing, it, just to end in this, the one thing he did ask off air was, how much do you guys talk? Do you talk all the time? You know, and I was like, nope, we don't talk between, nope. we save that for the show. I said, she learned way early that you can't tell me anything because I will never <laughs> pretend like it was the first time I've heard it. Well, so I just have to tell you things for the first time. We do talk off air, but it's only business. You know, it's just business stuff. Uh, you know, it's uh, this is happening, that's happening, schedule change or whatever. But or that's just it. like the last week when I called you, I never, ever, ever talk about my family. Oh, okay. um, my brothers. <laughs> and of course, like my brother was with my mom. And and he's like, I bet she'd like to hear the podcast. And of course, right then I'm like bagging on my brother, keeping me up all night long. And he calls me. He's like, I wasn't the one keeping you up. I didn't call you. One, Yeah. I was like, 
What are the odds? What are the odds? <laughs> All right, let's do some daily winnies. Happy birthday to Casey Berger, Cody Elise, and Side Saddle Maggie. And also, a very special happy birthday to Alexandra uh, Sandiford. She was the first stop on the road show we did a couple years ago uh, in Georgia, in rural Georgia. She was the first stop. I'll never forget because it was the first time we set up our RV in somebody's basically farm and figured all that out but and she was delightful had a, made dinner for us and took, it was just it was just a fun stop and I'll never forget it so thank you Alexandra see I remember uh, but yeah that uh, we wish you a very very happy birthday all right daily Winnie goes out to this I'm so excited and like so busy and all this and we're gonna talk about the the prep for the clinic but I'm about to host a two-week clinic Glenn two weeks of people at my house we're doing all horse things and I'll tell you about that in a minute but I wanted to give a daily Winnie to the folks that are coming two of which are auditors of our horses in the morning page one of which I has has no idea I do this so that should be fun um and so the people are coming for for participants from Minnesota, Arizona, New York, and Colorado. How cool is that? That is cool. So you have, how much prep do you have to do for this thing? Well, a lot. Um, it is so, so there's books that I have made, right? So uh, there's a, it's a 580 page manual that everybody will get one of and get to take it home. Um, and it's, you know, the prep, it's a, it's a manual that is everything horse. I mean, everything from breeding to repro to words, to worms, to parasites, to, to, Lameness and all, I mean, just anything to do with a horse is in this 580 page manual and it's front and back. So it's like a thousand pages. So I have to have those made. And so what I do is I go to, you know, Monty's website and I have a zip drive and I take them to the copy center and make the books. And then I've stacked the books and there's like different sections. I've put them to paper. That's what I did all day yesterday was make books. Um, and then, you know, there's a, what you want to have is because this is an intro the intro course. This is not the advanced course. So you want to have some the nice trained horses to that these people can practice join up on, that they can practice tacking and practice the long lining and do the trailer loading and, and some challenging trailer loads you want. You, know, you kind of want just a mix of all types of horses. And I have to know the horse's strengths and weaknesses. So I've got, you know, typically I Zeus is one of my best clinic participants while well, he's not here. So I, I had to pull from here. You want to, you want a list of the horses here? All right. I'm having two mares come. One is belonging to the lady who's coming to participate in the clinic. The one who has no idea I do this show. Uh, so she's coming to participate in this clinic. And what I got at the beginning was like, Oh, I just need help with this horse. And then I'm like, just bring it. It'll be fine. And then like, come to find out this is not a clinic horse. This is a monster. And so I'll be using it as a demonstration <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, and then another mare coming in to be started. 
I've got four off-the-track thoroughbreds coming from Horse and Hound, uh, and they'll all be adoptable, and they're all varieties of colors and sizes, and it'll be really fun. One of which has been here before, and he was returned, and I was like, send me that one. That one's really easy. It's great. Perfect. So for those, Raphael, the 18-hand warm blood, is coming back to do this clinic. Good news is... On Wednesday, Drax returned from his two years. He's put two years at the Maytag Mountain Ranch. And so he's back. And so he's going to do the clinic. He's fantastic to have in the clinic. I've got Ace and Miles to use. Um, and they're super trained to do everything. So we've got some unknowns, some uh, horses that we'll have to massage into learning this. And then some really well well-handled horses that are going to be easy for the participants. And then uh, we've also got Maverick, who's my little buckskin. He's he's not able to do, you know, round pin work, but we do a lot of other types of exercises with the horses out, and he'll be really good for that. And then, of course, everybody has to give Duke a cookie every day and, you know, tell him how great he is. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a lot of horses, a lot of prepping. My husband has been building fence this week because I've got so many different horses that have to be kept separate. So I'm like, I need a fence about 300 <laughs> feet. Thanks. That'd be great. And so, yeah, it's been really, he's been really helping out a lot. And, and so it's just, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Like it's going to be exciting. Going to be fun. Well, I wanted to tell everybody, uh, don't, we will have shows next week. So Lisa's going to be filling in. Ashley's going to be filling in. I'll be here all next week. Uh, so, so just because Jamie's not here doesn't mean we won't have shows. We will have shows. The American Horse Council's next week. I think there's a Mary Kitzmiller episode. So we will be back. Uh, we will be back next week with shows and i'm thanks excited for thanks for doing that because like it is so much so what i realize is that i can't talk when i'm not doing the clinic because i talk whew, like well not only that you got to take care of all these extra horses too yeah exactly <laughs> and and i asked a girl i was like do you want to come and hang out and volunteer and she's like yeah that'd be great the one who took the cl clinic last year and then she messaged me last night she's not coming and i'm like oh, oh no. and then farm boy has like classes all the time so all all these awesome folks who are coming to the clinic are also going to have to help me turn out. Oh, they won't <laughs> the mind. Horses they won't out. mind. Give them something new. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. It'll be fun. But yeah, it's like three hours, a couple hours in the classroom in the morning, which is in my house. And then uh, we go down, you know, have a lunch break and then go to the barn. And it's it's really fun. Terrific. I wanted to let everybody know, too, I have a progress report on uh, on the land uh, that, that we, oh, it's cool. now cleared and hey. and seeded. So old Zach got it cleared, got it seeded. Uh, I haven't seen the final version yet. I'll be going up tomorrow. And the fencing dude, by the way, it's Zach and Robert, uh, and they're kind of buddies. Uh, Robert did the fencing in three days. That's five acres of perimeter fencing in three days. Uh, wow. Wood and wire and the whole thing. And it, he sent pictures. It looks great. So I can't wait to go up and see it tomorrow. And then next thing will be, I've just gotten word that the barn is uh, being, we're putting up a, a steel barn, a metal barn, and it's being made right now in the factory. So as soon as the county approves us and gives us the permit, we'll be able to have the barn put in. And then we're going to camp a lot this, this winter. I did try out my Starlink. It works. I'll be able to do shows from there, too. Now Thank all you need is a home to live in on the property. But yeah, that's going to have to wait a year or so. But uh, <laughs> but we're okay. We really bought it for, as a two year project. I was really worried about having internet because there's none up there. But Starlink worked great, so we tested it out the other day up there. So I'm excited about that. But the other thing I'm excited about is Kentucky Performance Products. Which products do you use of theirs? 
Oh, gosh. I am a huge fan of the, first of all, the electrolytes, which is, they have like, their electrolytes also has sodium and magnesium in it, which is nice. And then also uh, the microphase, which is just, the, it's kind of a multivitamin and it's really good for horses. Yeah, I mean, I get that on ours too. Yeah, they, they don't get a whole lot of grain and and all the vitamins, so it's it's a complete vitamin mineral supplement, and uh, and it's pellets, and they love it. So I can like just put it in the bucket and they eat it. And then obviously the most important one in my world is the vitamin E. Uh, they have two different varieties of vitamin E. Look at me just talking about it, but I don't have any, I'm not reading anything. No, I, I um, threw this at her <laughs> off the cuff. So. <laughs> I didn't know this was coming, but yeah, the vitamin E. This is e, our improv have, training. <laughs> yeah, they have. Um, a, a powder vitamin E and then they have a liquid vitamin E and you know remember we we had Karen on to discuss it because I was like what's the difference and I guess the vitamin E the liquid form uh is goes a lot like goes in a lot quicker where it takes maybe a month for the powder to start to get in their system but I've, I've noticed in my horses that are touchy spooky reactive uh, a lot of those behaviors are signs of lack of vitamin E. And remember I used to tell you that I had the spookiest Andalusian around. Well, he lives in a muzzle and you know where they get vitamin E from? Fresh grass. So once I started supplementing him with the vitamin E, it's, I mean, it's a world of difference. It's not, it's, he's, he's trained a lot more, but he's also been on vitamin E and he's, a ton, like he was a hundred on the spooky scale, and now he's like, maybe he's like twenty five. Wow! So all of these, it's made a massive, massive improvement in his behavior, and I just see a lot of the horses, like horses here in uh, Oklahoma, get EPM. So when you start EPM treatment, the one thing you give them is that liquid vitamin E because it gets right in and helps to repair the all the things that it repairs. I'm not a Karen or I'm not a doctor, but like I've just noticed a huge difference in it and it, it's great. KPPUSA.com is where you can find all of those products. And now we're going to begin our highlights of two more shows here on the Horse Radio Network. The first one is the Dressage Today podcast. And uh, that is a separate podcast, actually. This was DressageToday.com. And it was around before we merged the two companies. So there's the Dressage Radio Show podcast that was recent Phil. And then there's Dressage Today. That's Stephanie and Aviva. And we're going to get them on so we have Stephanie and Aviva here of Dressage today. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> so good to have you, Stephanie. Now, we've worked together before on podcasts, and it's just ironic that now, several years later, we're back again working together. You know, it all comes full circle, doesn't it? It's yeah. amazing how that works. Yeah, and uh, it's it, you know, and it's International Podcast Day tomorrow, so it's kind of weird how... How one, so many of our hosts have been doing shows for so long. How long have you guys been doing the Dressage Today podcast? Well, Aviva and I have been doing it for two years. Is that right? Is it two? I was thinking for two three? or three. Yeah. Three? Maybe we're on three. See, it's we've already forgotten. It's, you know, it's just. <laughs> it's been it's, an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like forever. <laughs> we've been together forever. <laughs> that happens. Jamie and I feel that way too. We really right, have exactly. been together forever, though. So. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Where'd time go? <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what do you guys do in your show? What can people expect? Sure. So, um, we, we, well, Stephanie and I sort of gossip a little bit about what's going on in our lives, and we talk about 
far ranging important subjects like addictions to saddle pads and sun shirts um, and things like that. Um, then we have a section called Ask the L. I'm a graduate of the L program with distinction and people send in questions that are show related and I try to answer them as best I can to help steer them in the right direction. And every month we have an interview with somebody wonderful, fascinating, and interesting. And <laughs> no, seriously, we've, we've yeah. run the gamut from incredibly famous people like Stefan Peters to, you know, backyard people um, with everything in between. And most recently we were talking to um, a series of different trainers about sort of non-traditional dressage breeds. And we talked to somebody about Morgans and somebody about quarter horses and thoroughbreds. And we just kind of, our show I think is a little different in that we are trying to reach out more to the grassroots dressage riders than the sort of upper level people um, and make dressage just a little bit more um, accessible to everybody. So, Stephanie, you've uh, obviously done a, you've done different shows in the past, uh, and and you're part of Dressage Today. Talk a little bit about Dressage Today. So, the the biggest thing, you know, Dressage Today was a print magazine for many, many, many years, and the, but it actually stopped printing in 2018, which is something that apparently a lot of people don't know because a lot of people still think it's in print. I, so I did. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I am I am here to break the news that <clears throat> Dressage Today stopped printing in 2018. However, it, it basically kind of merged a little bit with Practical Horsemen. They brought a dressage element to Practical Horsemen. So some of those things moved into that magazine. But Dressage Today still maintains a digital presence, a very strong digital presence. It has its own website. And we also have, which the podcast, obviously. And uh, we have Dressage Today On Demand, which is our video subscription site, which is our biggest our biggest thing now that, um, that we utilize. And uh, yeah, so it's certainly still around, but not in print. The video on demand stuff, and you're, it's, you're not the only brand within Equine Network that has that, but has Correct. become hugely popular. It is. Yeah. You know, video, well, we all know video is where it's at. So <laughs> that's why we're doing an audio podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I can't get it, Jamie it, to do video. I've tried. She won't do it. I've no, tried to get <laughs> No, no video. Nobody gets to see what I look like. No, 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 no. <laughs> you and Jamie are in that together. If you want to see what I look like, you can go look at the finely constructed photos that I allow to be posted on the internet. There you go. I'm with Jamie. <laughs> so, obviously, Dressage Today podcast is on any podcast player. We also play yeah. your episodes over on uh, the Dressage Radio Show podcast because uh, they used to do three times a month, and then you would pick up the fourth one. Um, right. And I wanted to thank you guys, too, because when the whole Phil situation happened, I reached out to you and I said, look, Look, I really don't want to play reruns of uh, recent Phil. I, I want to do something different uh, during this transition period. And you were so kind to allow us to use your episodes to do that. So I really do appreciate that. Oh, well, that's, you know, we're that's happy the, to have out. Yeah, that's the least we can do, yeah. uh, certainly. So hopefully I will. they'll be able to hear some, some things and, and enjoy it. 
And I'm sure they will. And, you know, you guys do a great show. So so it'll be something new and fresh for a little while. Reese, you know, messaged me yesterday. She really is looking at coming back. We're just uh, taking a look at the time. And, you know, she's taking a look at who she wants to who she wants to host with, which is going to be very difficult for her. So, Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, they did that show for 11 years every week. Um, yeah. So so but she is coming back. So I, I you right. know, I can I can comfortably say that I think she is committed to it. <laughs> so it just might be. A month or two till that happens yeah. but we do appreciate you guys it's dressage Absolutely. today podcast you can find it on any podcast player and it's dressage right correct yep well thank you for joining us we appreciate it thank thanks you for Glenn. having us all right and jamie we'll see you guys all right thanks guys bye-bye bye see those are two people that just sound like friends Yes, you know? that's what we were talking and about earlier, the, wasn't it? Yep. And I yep. think they were friends before before they started that. Um, they were friends. So, you know, oh, that, that's cool. That helps, uh, obviously. You and I were not <laughs> friends. We were not. But uh, Not that you're weird. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and uh, I had to do nothing about Jamie. So, uh, but we're going to go to our next guest. And uh, it's another one of the shows on the Horse Radio Network. And that is the show called Horse and Riders the Ride. Of course, Horse and Rider Magazine, a lot of you have heard of that. Nicole is the host over there, and she's going to join us to talk a little bit about that as as part of the end of our Tell a Friend September. If you haven't yet gone online and told everybody about Horses in the Morning, please do. This will be the last time we beg this, you know, this year. Um, and also, if you haven't rated us on your podcast player, please do go post on your podcast player. If it's five stars, if it's one star, go post about some other show. Um, but if it's our <laughs> show, post five stars, say nice things. It really does help us get new listeners, and we appreciate it. It's free and easy to do. Every podcast player has a way to rate. So no matter which one you're using, it will help us out. And now it's time for Nicole from The Ride. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hi, thank you. Happy International Podcast Day. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> so, so that's why we have you on is to talk a little bit about the other shows on the network. And you're part of Horse and Riders The Ride. Tell us about The Ride. What do you guys do over there? I am. Yeah. So uh, The Ride is a podcast where we talk to different horse trainers. I guess I should start by saying Horse and Rider is a Western brand that focuses on a ton of different Western disciplines. We're not just discipline specific. So our podcast really ranges. Uh, we talk to horse trainers that are in the performance horse industry. We talk to people who are doing really cool things, trail riding, exploring with their horse, and just talk to other people who just have really cool stories to tell when it comes to their horse life and, and what they're doing with it. So we kind of have each podcast is a little different. Uh, and then on the weeks that we're not doing interviews, we also do audio training uh, tips from our Horse and Rider On Demand platform. So it's a wide variety of stuff, and you're going to get something different every week. How long? Horse and Rider's been around a long time, hasn't it? The magazine? A long time. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think we're in the 60s. We're, we're, we're in our 60s now. Wow. Um, yeah, we've been around for a long time. And are you guys still published? Uh, does Horse and Rider still published as a magazine? You know, a, a yep. physical magazine. Yep. Yeah. So we are we're doing four issues a year uh, in print. Yes. So we still have that as well. But you have new articles posting all the time on the website. Yes, yeah. we we are very busy with our digital stuff. We're we're in all elements of media these days. 
What have you enjoyed about doing the podcast as opposed to print? You know, I think it's really cool to dive more into everybody's story, uh, whether it's a horse trainer that I have looked up to. You know, I come from the performance horse world myself. I grew up in it, and now I get to talk to basically the people that I idolized growing up and uh, getting to hear their stories and learning how they they came to where they are. And then also, you know, getting to learn their riding philosophies, their training philosophies, what motivates them every morning when they're getting up and, and working those long hours to get ready for a horse show. And so really just being able to dive into, you know, the horse trainer story, because you don't really get that from the magazine. We focus a lot on horse training, health, you know, keeping your horse healthy at home or, or at a barn, a boarding barn. But um, this podcast really gives us a chance to dive into everybody's story and learn how individual and different everybody is with how they came to where they are. Jamie, isn't that, that is one of the cool benefits of being a podcast host is, you know, we would have never talked to Charlie Daniels or, you know, uh, (laughs) you know, most of the guests that we've had on, you know, when when you take a look at the big celebrity ones, there's no way we would ever talk to them in real life, right? So it is kind of a perk of being a podcast host. Definitely. No, we've had some, we've had some people on the podcast too, that I'm like, you know, they were on the um, 1883, which is one of Taylor Sheridan's TV shows. And I'm like, I would never be talking to this actor who <laughs> who was, you know, standing next to Sam Elliott three days ago. <laughs> Have you ever talked to Sam Elliott yet? <laughs> nope, I haven't made it that far yet. <laughs> hey, Jamie, he'd be a good one for Radiothon. We have to see if we can get Sam Elliott. That'd be a trip. I have actually, um, I would advise against interviewing Sam Elliott. He seems quite grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is not probably his favorite time of year. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's the exact opposite of what he is on, on the show. No. Exactly. Okay. No, I've seen some interviews with him. He doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> no, seem. No, I'd that say way. no. He doesn't seem that way. What's the one? Ga- is there one guest that really stands out? I know. I hate when people ask us that because we've interviewed like thousands. But is there one that really stands out for you? Oh gosh, um, I have. You know, I guess one that was really cool, only because it was like perfect timing. This was not planned out or anything. So, uh, Cole Price won the run for a million two years, three years ago, two years ago. Um, and we had already scheduled an interview with him to talk to him on the podcast a day after he won. And I had no idea like he was going to win. So it was pretty cool to talk to him. I mean, like, I think we were probably the first media company to actually get to talk and interview with him and, and do a podcast with him about that event, because that was the run for a million. I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but in the reigning industry, it is a huge event. You know, again, Taylor Sheridan puts it on and, and it is so cool to see in person. And I mean, to win $500,000 in one night is pretty cool too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I've never had that experience. So, so. so I would <laughs> Jamie say has, that. She the- was an inventor. I'm sure she's won hundreds of thousands of dollars as an inventor. Oh yeah. Big money, big money. <laughs> big money. <laughs> so I would, I would say the timing on that one was pretty cool because his uh, excitement had not worn off yet. You know, it was still really, really fresh. Do they just get a I check in the mail, by the way? Does f- a check for 500000 just show up in the mail? How's that work? Do you know? I don't because I don't ever win $500,000. <laughs> you know, the checks I win at horse shows, they usually write them then and there because they're not that much. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jamie. 
Like, <laughs> I was just saying, like, part of the fun of this is is not even just talking to those. Well, talking to somebody like that who's so elated after a victory and winning all that money, but also talking to like regular, normal horse people that you find you're living kind of the same life. And you, you know, it's always nice to know that the people out there are just as crazy as you are and some crazier. So that's always <laughs> nice to know, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, <laughs> I think you have to be a special sort of crazy to do what we do. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's really great, especially when we can get a story from someone who is not a professional and who doesn't do this for, you know, a living and, and whether it's, you know, taking a rescue horse and, and taking him to a world championship show or, or somebody who just does a lot of uh, backcountry trail riding or, you know, I mean, there's so many different stories to tell and it's definitely not something that only professionals get to tell. Like we, we've tried to reach out to all aspects of the industry. Well, Nicole, what's the website? Uh, yeah. So if you go to horseandrider.com, um, you can, our podcast is right there on the homepage, easy to, easy to get to. And then, uh, horse and riders, the ride, you can find it anywhere that you guys listen to podcasts. All right. Terrific. Well, Nicole, thanks a bunch for joining us. And again, happy podcast day. Thank you. You guys too. All right. Take care, Nicole. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. So there we go. There's our, that's the end of our uh, Share the Love Month here about podcasting. We really appreciate everybody who has helped us out and who has joined us from the different shows here on the network. There were almost 30 shows that put out episodes last month at uh, Horse Radio Network. So if you're not sure what shows are over there, we have that brand new website. You can go to horseradionetwork.com and it's very easy to pick out a whether you want lifestyle or competition or English or Western, and, and then find the shows that match that. We also still do have, and a lot of, we don't talk about this much, we have the all shows feed. So that's Horse Radio Network, all shows. You'll find it on your podcast player. Just search for Horse Radio Network. And we put out every episode that we put out. Last month, there were 70-some. Uh, every episode we put out on every show shows up in that feed. So it, you can have one feed if you listen to multiple shows. And then you can pick and choose which episodes you want to listen to. So we have multiple ways for you to listen to our shows. And we really, really do appreciate you listening to all of them. And Jamie and I really appreciate you listening to this one. Let's talk a little bit, and I know I'm late to the party, but I, I ended up down this, this. I saw an article, I saw an interview with Amelia Clark, who was just adorable, and of course she played one of the main characters, and you know, Khaleesi, in uh, Game of Thrones, and I know half of you have seen it, if not more, but she did this interview about her first day. Have you ever heard about her first day filming? Um, no, I mean, I love, I love her. I love watching interviews. I love watching her on Graham Norton. Like she's just so squishy and I just want to, you know, just give her a hug. Uh, but no, I haven't well, heard this one. Here she is talking about her first day. This is the first day of filming at Game of Thrones. And remember, she was like 21 or 22. She was pretty young. I remember my first day on set. Oh my God, I fell off a horse. <laughs> Jesus, this is my first job. This is like the first thing I ever did. And they stuck me on a horse. Oh, in the bamboo field in Belfast and it's raining. I was falling off the horse trying to act still. Wow. A Khaleesi. Okay. <laughs> and I remember just being hanging on for dear, I mean, literally, I'm like hanging on like this and I'm hanging on for dear life. And I just remember shouting, please stop filming. And I'm like, okay, everything's going to be fine. 
turn around and I'm like, oh my god, there's like the whole crew, and I just cried. So that was my first day on Game of Thrones. That was it. <laughs> so, she got dumped did, the first day. <laughs> did you really? She fell off a bunch. A- apparently, many Arya apparently fell off once or twice too, in, in, in the filming. Uh, so yeah, there were a bunch of them that apparently fell off, but that led me down the road. I got to wondering, you know, obviously the dragons, by the way, she, uh, after her last filming of the last season, uh, she had three dragons tattooed on her wrist. So that's how, that's how she remembered. Of course, you know, it led her to stardom, (laughs) Game of Thrones put her at the top, but you would think though, that like when they're casting, I know that a lot of people lie on their resume of when they're getting, getting cast. Can you ride horses? Yeah. Can you joust? Yeah. Can you sword fight? Yeah, totally. And I wonder if it was that type of situation where they're like, can you ride a horse? Well, of course, yeah, I can. Yeah, figuring everybody can learn that the first day they thrown on a horse. <laughs> I mean, why not? It'll be fine. It'll be fine. There was video of it, and uh, she was riding with a group, of course, and the other horses were acting up and ran into her, and she ran into the bamboo. <laughs> it, was, it must have been terrifying, though. You're 22. You've just been hired for the role of a lifetime, and you fall off, and you, which uh-huh. meant you probably had to change your outfit because it got dirty. So back to costume, back to wardrobe. (laughs) So that was kind of interesting. Then I got to thinking, how many of those horses were real, and how many were CGI, and all those battle scenes and stuff. And the the horse, this is what they called the person in charge of the horses, the horse mistress for the Game of Thrones. By the way, that's a cool title, Uh, Camilla Nopros. Nopros. She was part of the stunt horse company, The Devil's Horseman, and she provided the equine component of the show, and. uh, she was there from about halfway through the first season. She started a quarter way through the first season, and she came in for two weeks to do the joust, and she said she never went home. They hired her as the horse mistress, and she was in charge of all the horses for the rest of the s- uh, series, for the rest of the seasons. They did get training for riding. Apparently, they got the like one-week horse on how to ride a horse, uh, the actors. Um, and the horses live in Belfast, uh, Ireland. Uh, and they also lived at the time, they did a lot of filming in Croatia for that, and Spain. So they moved the horses around. You remember the Battle of the Bastards. You remember that that scene? Yeah, yes. the intense episode. Yeah, there were like, what, a million horses, right? Um, and they actually did use a hundred live horses in that in that. Um, now, the Battle of the Bastards, if you're a horse person, wasn't fun to watch, <laughs> because there were a lot of horses that uh, went down in that. Uh, and she does have a number of horses, apparently about seven of them, are, that are trained to fall over. So, during the Battle of the Bastards, seven of those horses were real that fell down, and they're trained to fall. Uh, and yeah. she said she has ten horses whose specific job is to come out and fall over. That's their job in the movies. Um, so, and she said that one of them had fallen over in about 10 different episodes. They just kept reusing the same horse because he was really good at falling. There's a job for a horse. You have to fall and dump well, your rider. I, <laughs> I, well, remember, I told you I worked for Ramon Becerra and, and the, he had trained falling horses. There was one, he did a movie where the horse got hit by a car and they film it in slow motion. And so he had to have the horse, like, he had to teach a horse to lay on the hood of a car. And I mean, you can't even imagine, but it, that's why horses are so great because they can learn just about anything. Right. 
Well, it is fascinating. I want to get her on the show. We got to get her on. She also provided the horses in Wonder Woman. Remember the beach scene with the horses? And... Oh, that was the coolest scene ever. <laughs> she also provided the horses for that and a ton of other movies. So we have to get the horse mistress on, and we need to talk to her because I think she would be a fascinating interview. But that also means she has 100 horses that are ready to do movies. So yeah, taking care of that of must be fun. <laughs> so. Yeah. So in any case, that's that. Uh, now, we're not doing really bad ads today, and I'll explain why. Jennifer is gone. She left me. Um, she left me to go hang out with Helena at her new farm in Aiken. They're actually planning cross-country. They're putting up fencing. They're having girl time for a week. And before she left, she forgot to do really bad ads. So we don't have any today. And she is the one that does really bad ads, and it's scary going in her computer, so I'm not doing it. Um, well, but I would like you have to something else, that, though, right? Yeah, I I found a collection of, of ads that I just have to read to you because they're just amazing and hilarious. And I, you know what? I'm going to read them to you, and I want you to see if you can find the comedy. In these ads. Okay. And I'm trying okay. to decide which one is the best. And these are but auction dis- ads? Or sales ads? I didn't want to say where they came from. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know where they were from. That's why I was asking. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, these were these were auction ads. And um, I just, I read them to my husband. And he's like, is, are they serious? <laughs> is that real? <laughs> so, I'll just read. There's three of them. And none of them are short. But... See if you can find the places that I thought were hilarious. Okay. Are you ready? I'm Do ready. Do I start? I'm ready. Do I get entered for prizes? Yes. We'll put your name okay. in uh, next year. I really need a new helmet, so I'm <laughs> okay. in. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. Here we go. The first one. El Sol de la Cheval is an in-your-pocket Fairy tale Frisian. He has never been sick or lame. El Sol is a fully papered registered Frisian gelding with a five stir perf in his bloodlines. I don't know what that means. He's, <laughs> he's fully mature and ready to take. Take what? He's fully mature <laughs> and ready to take. The centuries of Frisian breeding, which has created a horse that is beautiful inside and out. Oh, that's that's AI. That's chat GBT. That is what <laughs> wrote that. So? No, this, it gets better. He has the heart <laughs> of a champion and the love only a horse can give you. El Sol has all the basics down with no bad habits. He is ready to go to the next level, which I just do not have time to dedicate to him. That's what took me out of the AI thing. <laughs> yeah, but he I is- think that that earlier part was AI. <laughs> <laughs> he is the horse that is always watching you. That's creepy. <laughs> He's always watching you and wants to be involved with whatever you are doing. He has been on the trails, but is also ready to get to work in the arena to learn new training. Never Lazy, fully attentive, and responsive. Starting him under a saddle is just a manner of showing him what is expected, and he provides. El Sol was bred, born, and raised by us on unlimited grass, pasture, and fresh spring water. (laughs) 
If you're looking for a partner and a winner, he will get you there. <laughs> I read this ad. I was like, what? It's, it sounds like a personal ad, actually, for a Frisian. He is ready to take on the centuries of Frisian breeding. <laughs> He's What does that mean? What does that mean? And, and by the way, Glenn, he doesn't drink any water. He only drinks fresh, fresh spring, spring water. water. So if you don't have a spring on your farm, <laughs> just forget it. <laughs> okay, next, next one. Uh, this, these were all. I know you're going to be shocked. They were all but the same person, <laughs> so, and they're all um, Frisian or Frisian crosses, which is what led me to click on them. But there was no videos provider or anything like that. Mm. So anyway, uh, so I didn't bid. Okay, night. K and I G H D is power, speed with a quick mind. True black with his one white star. He is green broke. It's a lot of colors in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> black, white, and green. Uh, I have been on him a few times. Nothing serious. With the right training, he will be unbeatable. I like how when they say that. Yeah, I like how when they say that with the right training, which means I'm not the right trainer. <laughs> yeah. He was kept as a stallion to allow him to muscle up till he was four. His mind is sharp like a stallion, but he is good on the ground and will be in the saddle. Is he, he currently a stallion? Everything. Did I miss that part? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. He learns everything new in seconds. Oh, wow. Seconds, Glenn. He's fast. Seconds. They need... What's her name? The horse mistress needs that one for the movie. I know, right? Yeah. She goes on to say he is amazing, and I'm selling him because I have no time to devote to him. It only takes seconds. <laughs> Where's your time management? He wants to be close and will devote himself to his next role in life. He hasn't had a role. <laughs> He hasn't done anything yet, except stand around and be a stallion <laughs> and muscle up. Apparently, <laughs> oh, do you think these are AI? Seriously, like some of it. I mean, me just so, that first a... one definitely had some AI in it. No question. Okay, well here we go. This is the last one, Captain. This is another Frisian cross. I think they're Frisian, except for the first it's one. Frisian, these are Frisian Tennessee walking horses that were for sale. Captain is a gorgeous. Four-year-old gelding that needs to be started under saddle. He stands 16-1 and has an amazing stride. He will excel in the hunter-jumper world or eventing. Okay, the two breeds that I would not think hunter-jumper or eventing would be Tennessee Walking Horse and Frisian. This is a combination of the two. Yeah, exactly. He is very tall... I know, I don't know. There was no video. I was dying to see video. <laughs> he is very tall, lean, fast, and athletic. And he's a boy. Oh, you know what that means. Totally out of control. <laughs> he is completely wild. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, the other one that wants to be in your pocket and stares at you all the time, he has no personal space. Like, yeah, you can you're just right. see exactly. That. Okay, this is my favorite line. Okay. He free jumped a four and a half foot rail. On the third try. <laughs> okay. So we had a 17 and a half hand horse we bought uh, ages ago. This is when we had our first 100 acre farm. And we were warned that this horse jumps, free jumps, four and a half feet. Do you know what that means? 
He jumps out of your pasture. <laughs> and into any pasture they want. So, well, yes, that horse was in and out of pastures all day long. The good news is, Glenn, he's not even clear it on the first or second try. So oh, yeah, okay, good. To, yeah, yeah. It's so, only, he only he free jumped. Why did you put that in an ad? <laughs> he free jumped four and a half foot on the third try. try. Yeah. Well, that just means he's going to break your fence for the first two tries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is going down. He has been on the back burner, but knows how to lead, load, lounge, stand around to be groomed, picks up feet, and has been lounged with a Western saddle with no offer to buck at all. He is very sweet and personable, walks right up to you in the field. Anyone looking for a lifelong partner to bring up through the ranks, this is your guy. He learns quick and has a lot of potential. He's currently barefoot, turned out 24-7. He also, oh, here you go, Glenn. He respects the electric fence. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> it's the only thing holding him in. He's going to jump the wood fence. He would make an excellent driving horse as he has good knee action and carries himself I was proudly. thinking he probably would make a flashy driving horse, actually. That's what that's what Frisians do. Yeah. That's and, what and, they're supposed to yeah. do. And also, Tennessee, well, you combine the Tennessee walker in there, you'd probably have a leaner horse than a Frisian. Well, right? the good news is he will be an easy start for someone wanting to try to start their very own champion. <laughs> 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 I have been saving these through the weeks because I was just like, I've got to plug these in somewhere. Oh, my God. Three Talk about over-the-top the ads. Oh, my gosh. On the third time, he is ready to take on centuries of Frisian breeding. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm sorry. I had too much These are these. the opposite of really bad ads where they can't spell anything. This one, they have. Uh, they just went over the other side. <laughs> It's a little too much. It's, it's a little too much. <laughs> that last horse, though, has had no train. I love how they they tell you, this horse is going to be wonderful to start. Now, we haven't started it, so we have no idea. But I am sure and, for and you it'll it, be fine. It's only going to take seconds. Seconds. But I don't have seconds. Yeah, seconds. <laughs> but I don't have seconds. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have those seconds to spare. <laughs> Well, those are good. Those are pretty good. I'm sorry. I, just, I had those, and I was like, I'm going to save these, and look, here we are with no bad ads, so I just had to participate. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm well, going to go a... train my horses to jump four and a half foot fences on the third try. On the third try. Don't do that, by the way. Because yeah. They... By the way, the gray horse, we ended up selling it to a guy who was who had a handicap of some kind. I don't remember what. It was 30 years ago. But when he bought it, we warned him, look, this horse gets out of every fence every day. And he said, oh, we have a, a huge indoor arena. And that's where the horse lived because they could not put it Aww. out. Because it you would couldn't keep it out. You couldn't, it just would jump every fence every day. Went to live in Hershey, Pennsylvania, as a matter of fact. I do remember that. Uh, but it was a— And it, you, he sold you a handicapped guy who clearly can't run down the road and chase him when he Chase him. Out. That's why he was in the indoor every day. I think he was. He might even in a wheelchair. I don't remember. He was a great horse for riding. I mean, obviously, he was a great riding horse. Just— could, wouldn't stay in the field. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Have a great clinic next couple of weeks. I know a thank couple of you. Our, we are our listeners gonna, are there. We are going to do a, yeah, we're going to have a couple of listeners. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of, lot of horses, a lot of training, a lot of work. It's going to be awesome. And the good news is, it's like, um, like 20 degrees warmer than it usually is this time of year. So that's fun. <laughs> well, that's good. That's really, yeah, that's fun. That's really fun for yeah. me. Maybe it'll mm -hmm. cool off. Yeah. And hang around, yeah. auditors. We'll do a short post show for you here today. 
Appreciate you hanging around.